What it do? This your host, Big Worm on City Speed Podcast. 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 episode might be a little different uh i'm actually a fan of this guy i follow him on twitter he'll follow me back but i follow him on twitter i respect a lot of the things uh you speak on a lot of opinions you put out so k love is in the building with me today what so, it do, man, what it do man uh how you living how you how you doing man i'm alive man can't complain can't complain about that uh People that don't know who K Love is, just give us a brief introduction. K Love is the little guy out of West Tampa, back against the wall, made something happen. And I'm able to be here live and free to talk about it. Felony free, all that. That's hard. How is it growing up in West Tampa? You know, me growing up, it was just two places I never wanted to go. West Temple and Rose Park. I'm like, I do not want to go over there for nothing. And I had cousins living both. I'm like, I'm not going to their house. Why not, bro? I, that, it, y'all rough. Y'all live rough. I was 13. They asked me, like, who you is? I'm like, bro, I, my cousin stay right there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to go to my cousin's house, bro. Man, I mean, you know, it's when you a child and you in it, it don't really spark you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, West Temple to me, my whole childhood was nothing, honestly. I didn't think nothing too much of it. I was just from West Temple. That's all I knew, you know. We surrounded by four streets, the whole West Temple. Yeah. From North Boulevard, I say the Himes, that's Chicoville, mm-hmm. and from Kennedy to Columbus. So, you know, that's all I really knew. Um, up until I was able to leave West Temple. I never really valued West Temple and to the point when I went to college and then I was like, damn, I miss the streets. Like, damn, I miss the hood. You feel me? Because going out of town to a different state, I used to deal with a lot of people saying like, say that again, like what you said, what you said. Yeah, yeah, the lingo. So now you're trying to change your voice a little bit for them to understand you. But... No matter where I go out in West Tampa, a big gonna understand me. You know, we got our own slang on our side of town anyway. So, <laughs> you know, a lot of these words that people say originated on our side of town. Exit 42, man. So, uh, right now, it's a, it's a lot of things going on in West Tampa. How, how you feel about the the gentrification that's going on right now? Like, they, they knock it down. They knock down the projects that where my cousin stayed at. They knock them down. They building high-rises. I seen white people on Main Street. It is crazy. Man, I get like I'm fortunate enough to have both of my parents still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost my my grandma probably like two years ago, but I'm fortunate enough to have both of my parents. Um, I'm fortunate enough to live with my grandparents, so I'm kind of old school. So I remember a lot of old school things that was going on when I was growing up in West Temple, and you know when I. It depends on who you ask your questions to, like in these situations. So I, when I ask my, my father about it, you know, he say stuff like, if they would have been torn down, they would have been saved a lot of people's lives mm-hmm. from going to prison and going to jail. Because West Tampa is surrounded by three or four schools, yeah. six, seven churches. 
So anybody that catch a dope case in West Temple, they yeah, gonna get hit get with. They gonna get hit with possession within a thousand mm-hmm. feet from a school, three schools all next door to each other. So you know, my daddy look at it as like they should have been did it. But the way I look at it is, I don't like it at all, bro. Because yeah. West Temple was some place. It was a place that you know it raised a lot of it raised a lot of people. Whether whether people gonna admit it or not. You know, matter no matter what side of West Temple you was on, somebody knew your people. Mm-hmm. So if you was on the other end of the projects doing some bullshit, somebody was able to call your mama and let you know, let them know. But now they moving us out in suburbs and Riverview. A bitch is gonna call the police. A bitch ain't gonna call your mama and tell her, "Hey man, your son out here fighting." Damn, they gonna call the police. Like so you know, like they say, it take a village to raise a kid. Like when you think about projects, that's really what it is. The whole projects raise a kid because nine times out of ten, somebody that stand on projects, they people stayed in them projects, they grandparents. Mm-hmm. So it's like everybody already know each other. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, shit, I know his mama. I grew up with his mama. Let me just call his mama. Or if I'm fighting somebody's son in the projects, hey man, I know your mama. Let me call your mama. Mm-hmm. Uh, your son down here fighting my son. You know, you know it don't go past that. But now we ain't in the projects no more. So. Here we is standing in these deconstructed areas and these neighborhoods that they don't forced us into. They ain't calling your parents to come down here and get you because you down here with that bullshit. They calling the police on you. You feel me? So I don't like it, man. I really don't like it at all. I ain't look at it that way. That's a hard perspective. I ain't look at it that way. Was it hard being like knowing you grew up raised in West Temple, grew up and raised? Mm-hmm. So was it hard to make that transition to college? Like was it? Why? Why did you even go to college in the first place? Most I, people get stuck. I, I rarely tell people this story, man. It's it's bad. I wasn't I wasn't going to college. I wasn't on my way to college, mm. honestly. My junior year, going into my senior year, playing football, um, at Plant High School. Two of my partners um, went to jail back to back. Two different cases, like not even together. Um, Tonyo and Snoop, Tune and Snoop. Um, going to court with them months apart, they both caught 20 years. Damn. Um, Young, you in high school. Yeah, I was in high school. They weren't even 20 at the time. Damn. So, you know, we all kids. Um, but Snoop trial was way different than Snoop, uh, Toon trial. When Toon got 20 years, you know, we was all, because they said in months. So we was all, like, counting on our hand, like, Damn, yeah, dividing that's by that's twelve. A, yeah, that's a lot of money. So I'm like, damn, that's twenty years. So I don't even think Toon knew at the time that was twenty years. So when they gave him his months, he told the judge, like, fuck you. It is what it is. But when Snoop called his twenty years, they they offered him twenty years. So Snoop turned around and it was me and my partner Low. And uh Snoop was just like, you know, what y'all what y'all think I should do? He told me straight up, Whatever y'all tell me to do, that's what I'm gonna do. We like, bro, if you take the 20, you know, we got a chance of seeing you again. Mm-hmm. We still young, you yeah. feel me? Snoop said, well, if I take these 20 years, promise me you're going to go to college. That's hard. Because you see what these streets going to get you. That's hard. That was the reason. That was my whole my whole drive of going to college. That's hard. I would have went to college, too. <laughs> That's hard. So what, what, what was it uh, first college where you went? My first college... A lot of people don't know this. I went to junior college. My first junior college I went to was Mendocino Mendocino College. That's in North Cal, North California. 
Let's see, you went straight to California. I went straight to California. How you like that? You like you like Cali? Was it different for you? It was way different, bro. Um, all I I never I actually I can admit to this. I never really looked at the United States map mm. before I went to college. All I thought about was Florida. Never thought I'd be leaving Florida none. So when I looked up California, it's sunshine and stuff like that. So when we went out there, I took shorts, slides, yeah. <laughs> shit like that. When I get out there, it's colder than a bitch in the summer though. I would say it ain't North Carolina. Yeah, so yeah. it's cold. What the fuck? Like I thought it was gonna be like the crib, like hot. It's cold. Know what I'm saying? And then I was in North Carolina. I ain't know it was a difference. You feel me? I ain't know. I was. I ain't know. I was a child. I ain't know no better because all I was confined to was West Tampa. That's all I knew. Mm-hmm. I I probably hadn't never left out of Tampa at the time, bro. As soon as you go straight to North Carolina. Straight to North Carolina. What, what you in, uh What you got the degrees in? Um, my degrees all in communication, mass communication, uh, with an emphasis in media. So you know, first looking at you, you know, you tied it. You got the wigs. You got the buds. How do, you, how do you deal with the stereotype of like you finna apply for a job? You know, they off rip looking at you like ah shit. I'm an honest person though, bro. I'm honest with myself. So it's some shit that I might be want to do, but I know I ain't got the. Mm-hmm. I know I ain't got the. The attire. The the yeah. the, the, the the image yeah. for this job. I ain't even finna play with myself. You feel me? That's just me. Mm-hmm. I'm honest. Now, if I know somebody that can get me with this job or help me get this job, then you know I go go along with it. But just straight off GP, like I just be honest with myself, like that's damn, people ain't fucking with me, bro. That's hard. Cause a lot of people lie to themselves. Yeah, and that's the thing that I try not, I don't do to myself. Like I'm not finna get my hopes up. Like oh, I'm finna like no, like nigga, you know, you already know how you look. Compared to the people they already got, mm-hmm. I ain't finna meet their criteria as far as the image. So when they do see me and they see my resume, they gonna think one of these motherfuckers a lie. <laughs> I'm just being honest because I can get a lot of I can get a if I send my resume in, I'm gonna get a lot of interviews. Mm-hmm. But when you walk in, I ain't gonna pass the eye test. Yeah. You feel me? Because then they gonna be like, this whole resume bullshit. Yeah. It ain't, but they gonna say it. It's bullshit. You feel me? That's hard. <laughs> I'm just honest with myself, bro. Hey, what grad school? Now you got two degrees working on the third. Yeah, I'm in grad school right now. I'm almost done, actually. Um, I probably got like two some two full semesters and a summer left, and I'll be done, bro. Congrats, congrats on Appreciate that. Appreciate that, man. College is not easy. A lot of people don't even know that I'm in college right now. Why well, wouldn't if I if I didn't do my homework, I probably wouldn't do either. A lot, of, a lot of people don't think I went to college, bro. I don't talk about it. I don't post about it. But I honestly like the negative stereotype, though. Mm-hmm. When you see me, all you see is hood nigga. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. But then when you talk to me, it's like, damn, this nigga got a lot of sense. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like the 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 perfect example of not judging a book by its cover. You feel me? And I'm okay with having a ne- the negative stereotype. Gotcha, gotcha. You dropped uh. I'd say you're a collective in the bare nine clothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what does bare nine mean? Actually, bare nine started with one of my partners, uh, Eric Diggs. Um, he also went to North Cal for college. He went to a junior college called Siskiyou's. He played basketball. He was a hooper. Okay. Um, I actually starting off had nothing to do with bare nine, nothing at all. But once I seen him upload his clothes. I was like, hey, bro, like, I'm trying to get some. 
Mm -hmm. I'm like, but I fly out of town soon. So if you're going to get it to me, I need it ASAP. He hit right bike and was like, I'm going to handle that today. So I was like, shit, bet. I went out of town. I rocked it. And I was like, bitch, I'm clean. Like, bitch, I need some more. You feel me? So he like, love, man. I swear, bro. Um, and he was he real close with my little cousin, um, Walt. So he was like, uh, honestly, bro, I could bring you a board and you get your own clothes. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, nah. He like, man, fuck that, man. We a team now. <laughs> so that's how I really started. And um, I like getting clean, bro. But I'm a simple person. So... I like the the whole logo. Oh, yeah. It's simple, you feel me? I just like simple shit. And we just ran from there. But it really means um not not bearing not letting no one like dictate the outcome of none of your situations. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Cuz you know like he explained to me when I asked him. He was like, "Bro, I was working at a T-Mobile job." And uh, my manager was basically always on my ass. Mm. And he was like, "But I was only working this job." And Instead of me, and I wasn't happy, but instead of me leaving and finding me something else to do, I was basically letting this manager dictate the way I live my life. Yo, like, because he'll piss me off at work and now this shit done led on to outside of work. You know what I'm saying? So it basically stemmed down to not letting nobody dictate the outcome of nothing you got going on. And like I tell a lot of young kids, that's not just with a job, that's in everything. Because if you make a bad decision out here, the outcome of the rest of your life is in a judge hand. Yeah. So you letting somebody else dictate the rest of your life. You feel me? So, you know, I put it in. When I talk to young kids, I try to put it in perspective where they get it from a mm -hmm. hood point of view. Because they don't want to hear that smart shit. Yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. me? They're going to relate to <laughs> what they're what they going through. You feel me? So You got to, I don't want to say a non-profit, but Evolve. That's that's a, what? like a uh, Evolve is a... It's a non-profit organization. Non okay. Um, and the crazy thing is, that started with me and my teammates from high school at Plant. Um, when we all left, we all graduated in 2010. All us left on football scholarships. That's hard. Um, so that means we all graduated around the same time from school. We all came back to Tampa around the same time. None of us stayed in Tampa. We all went out of state. When we all came back and we got together, we all from different hoods. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Hey, you bring kids from your hood. You bring kids from your hood. You bring kids from your hood, and we all bring them together at a young age. Because nine times out of ten, trying to get a teenager, their mind yeah. already made up. They on some street shit. Yeah. But if we can get a six, seven, eight year old to play with each other and come together as youth, when they do get old enough as teenagers in a hood, get into some shit, they can say, Nah, I ain't finna go through it, bro. Man, mm -hmm. bro used to go to a camp. In the summer growing up, you feel me? So it's like, you know, that's our whole aspect of getting them together while they so young. So it ain't no, I don't know, bro. When they do run into it or they do have some hood beef, it's going to be like, nah, yeah, I fuck with bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. because I grew up with bro. You know what I'm saying? We grew up in a summer camp. And I mean, that's that's the whole thing about Evolve, the whole brotherhood. That was hard. I seen it. Well, I, had it. I ain't going to lie, bro. And I seen it, I'm like, that's hard. Because I'm thinking about a... Uh Growing up, I'm from Silver Springs. We all I knew was niggas. I knew niggas that trap, and I knew my mom was a nurse. That's all I knew. Mm -hmm. So, growing up, I didn't know what I wanted to do in life. I ain't like nursing because I don't fuck with blood and all that. And I ain't like like you early on. I seen I was 14. My partner, year old of 15, the judge told him, "You'll never see the light of day." Like 
That shit fucked me up at 14. You telling my homeboy, he trying to give my dog life. So I was thinking about doing, <laughs> come back. I was thinking about doing a non-profit called Another Way. Mm-hmm. To show people, because not, like now that I'm grown, I didn't explore it. I know people. I was thinking about if I can show kids that you don't have to sell drugs or you don't really have to go to college. If you, if I show you a trade of how to do plumbing, electricity. I know electrician that make a 100K a year. Yeah. Real estate, if I can show them that, I'm like, that'll, that'll put a source of income in them, boy. Like, uh, they just show them another way. Like, you ain't got to be a trapper. You ain't got to go to jail. You, I could just show you, boom, this something different. So when I seen that, I was like, damn, that's hard to evolve. Yeah. I like that. That was hard. I got a friend, bro, close friend named Nelson. Nelson Vasquez from Port Temple. Um, he went to plan also with me, but he older than me, a year older than me. We went to the same junior college also, mm-hmm. but he was already there. So when I did get to college my freshman year, he was a sophomore. And I used to always have talks with him. I used to be homesick as fuck, bro. Like, I'm ready to leave this bitch. And he used to always be that person like, nah, bro, you ain't going, you ain't going. And he was the he was the first person that told me, bro. He say, um, he say, it's something that a lot of black kids from my area need to know is that you don't got to play sports or entertain mm-hmm. to buy your mama a house. Because yeah. a lot of kids think that's the way out. That's the only way out, mm-hmm. sports. You don't see a lot of people, you know, getting their child educational help, but they'll go get them a football trainer. Yeah. Get you, you know all the saying? pads, everything. They won't, they won't pay no personal tutor, but they'll pay a personal trainer. So that's pushing your child towards entertainment sports and he told me like bro you know we playing this shit but honestly this ain't no this ain't the only way that we can buy my mom a house you feel me and that shit just stuck with me like from that day forward so when you say it's another way you feel me it it actually is another way that you can buy your mom a house buy your mom a car yeah that's what time go back to the evolve y'all the quote that shit stuck when you said it a child that doesn't feel embraced by the village burn down we'll burn it down to feel it warm i fuck with that that's a powerful quote bro i fuck with that that's a powerful ass quote um it's a lot of it's a lot of things that happen within hoods in our city you Mm -hmm. know that will make a child feel like that or an adult still you feel me anything any rumors anything and Shit, if they ain't fucking with me, they'll burn this bitch down and, and and bring somebody else down with them, and have other niggas helping them burn this bitch down. That that ain't even in they same boat. So, you know that's a powerful quote, man. Shout out to Alan Sampson. I fought that quote. That quote hard. And Eric Dungey. Uh, you you did a uh, giveaway LLCs. Yeah, man. That hard. What 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 was the purpose behind that? Me and my partner Reek, man, from Port Temple, um, actually, that's Nelson's cousin. Uh, we got close, but Rico, one of them type of people that been in prison. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Live that he lived that lifestyle. So, but now he, you know, within jail or prison, they tell you like, you know, better yourself in there. Don't waste time. And he one of them type of persons that better themselves to the business aspect and. You know, like he always says, I don't see no point of fucking money up for no reason. If we're going to fuck some money up, let's fuck it up for a right reason, a right cause. 
if we're going to get bite, let's get bite for a right cause. So why not help people start a business? You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people was hitting me up, like, what an LLC is. Grown people. Like, what's an LLC? So that just, I know what an LLC is, mm-hmm. and I always have. Because I got a, I got a mom, though, that got sense that kept me, you know, down that path. So I know what it is. But a lot of people, it blowed me that a lot of people actually don't know what an LLC is when it comes to business. So that, that lets you know exactly what a mind at or what a mind has been. So we just wanted to give back in a way to help somebody for longevity, you know. Was it, was it like a criteria that had to be met? Like somebody had to come to you like, oh, this is what I'm trying to do. Nah, nah. Anybody could enter. Anybody could enter. Um, it wasn't no restrictions. It wasn't no certain type of people. It wasn't no age. You could have got in knowing that you got an LLC, mm-hmm. but you could have still won it and gave it to somebody else. So it wasn't like, oh, you can't play because you got it. You already got your business up and running. Nah, that. You know what I'm saying? That defeats the purpose. Like, what's wrong with you having two LLCs if you wanted to? Yeah. I know, I know, I personally got a lot. You know what I'm saying? You can't limit yourself <laughs> to one, one, one source of income. So, whoever wanted one, and we thinking about it, we're gonna do another one. Cause last time I think we only gave, we only gave away probably like six, five or six LLC. But this time we gave away nine, and That's then we got time. other people also that intervene and say, well, I want to get three away, or mm-hmm. I want to get two away. So you know, it add on from there, and. Shit, sooner or later, there ain't no telling how many LLCs will be getting away. That's hard. How, how do you feel about it? Cause I don't know. I don't know if you be in uh, seeing it on social media. There's always be like, oh, don't buy her bag, buy her LLC, or uh, just just the the perspective of everybody being in other people's money. <laughs> how do you feel about that? Cause when I I watch social media and I see how we always like, oh, like, I don't know if you seen anybody with but they keep telling him to buy a house. He like. I ain't trying to buy a house right now. Like I'm trying to do this, this, this. How you feel about people just always having opinions on everybody's money? Uh, I I feel like it's a difference depending on who you who you talking with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's like me. You won't ever catch me on social media saying y'all done for buying this, y'all done for buying mm-hmm. that. When I've been a child before with money, you know what I'm saying? And I can't fault somebody for doing something that they want to do. You know what I'm saying? Cause as a child, what are some of the things you said to yourself? When I get money, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get me some nice shoes, some nice clothes. So I can't fault you. That's something that you always wanted. You feel me? But I think at a certain age, you can make better decisions. But I can't tell you that. Now, if you was my family, you my little cousin or something like that, I can sit you down and tell you like, hey, bro, don't fuck up your bread like that. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing wrong with getting it buying it but you know at some point bro make better decisions uh invest at least where you know this shit could come by so i can't tell i won't tell no stranger like oh man don't (laughs) don't do this but i have caught myself i got to the point now because i feel like i'm older than what i actually is so i catch myself not telling my young homeboys because i don't want nobody to think like oh love hating on him Mm, he hating on me that's the first thing they say he hating on me so you know like i tell my young homeboys um just be careful, bro. I can't tell you what to do, what to do with your money, but just be careful. Cause I had one homeboy. I told a younger homeboy, like, bro, chill with that, and get what he told me. Growing up, bro, I seen you do it. 
So I wanted to do it. <laughs> so what I'm going to say. I mean, all I can say is, bro, I'm going to tell you the truth. Like, mm-hmm. that was dumb as fuck for me. And I wish I had somebody to tell me, like, don't do that shit. But I actually did. My mom used to tell me, don't do that still shit. Still ain't listen. And I still ain't listen. <laughs> so you feel me? I just tell my younger homeboys, though, like, man, be careful. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then whatever you do by, you ain't got to post it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. When you come out of that bitch, don't see it. How, how has it been? What you got? Three girls? Two girls? Three girls? Nah, I got two daughters. Two two of my own daughters, but I also got a god daughter. How's so. it been a girl that, you know, since uh, rest in peace to Kobe, but ever since he passed, you see a lot of people posting a girl dad, girl dad. How's it been a girl dad? I ain't never posted that, though. No? Nah. Like before you start bro, growing up, I me knowing, I never wanted a daughter, bro. That's all I ever wanted, bro. Yeah. That's all I, I never wanted a son. I had my I had my kid at a young age, bro. Like my my first daughter was born on my birthday, on my nineteenth birthday. Um, but I I had a rocky relationship with my daddy my whole life, so um, I just know with little boys. They gonna get to a point where they feel like I'm gonna do this shit on my own. Mm. I don't need my mom. I don't need my daddy. I'm gonna do this shit on my own. So I always said I wanted a daughter because it's it's gonna take more time and patience. And not having a father figure in my life, I wanna actually be involved in my daughter's life. I wanna be involved in my child life. I don't want my child to be like I don't need my daddy right now. Like with little girls, no matter how they get, they still gonna yeah, ask for advice. Daddy, yeah. But when you get a little nigga, he gonna be like, man, I could do this shit on my own. I don't need them. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I always wanted to be there. I ain't wanna, you know, you know, little girls have their time, but they still gonna come back to the nest. And I need advice about this, that, and that. Even grown women still ask. If they father's alive or they grandparents, they still ask advice. Mm-hmm. It's rare that you'll catch a boy asking advice from his dad. It's rare. I mean, it do happen. But it's rare. It's rare. Yeah, they'll, they'll try to, they Hit they head before they ask. They'll go ask one of their partners. Yeah. Hey, bro, what you think I should? You feel me? But with a little girl, she coming back to ask for advice. How did you had it at 19? How, how did it change you having a, a kid? Like having a kid, period. How did that change you? It actually ain't changed me, man. No? Nah, because that's something that I was always like, I'm, I'm with. You feel me? Like as a child, I used to always tell myself, when I do have kids, I ain't gonna be nothing like my daddy. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie to him. I ain't nothing like my daddy. So my whole life, if I'm telling myself that when I do have a kid, it's I just like know it. I ain't gonna be nothing like my daddy. Mm-hmm. So I always live by, if I know how I feel to hurt, I ain't gonna make my chip my my kids feel that same pain. You feel me? I try not to make my kids feel that same pain my dad caused upon me. So. Mentally, by telling myself that over and over my whole childhood, it basically prepared, prepared me. Yeah, prepared but when it happened, it was just like, bad shit. is what I've been ready for anyways. And then the second one came. Bad. Blessings. Blessings. What kind of influence you want to have on your daughters? Ooh. I just... You know, like I tell my I tell my kids, it don't matter who it is. I'm willing to go to war behind y'all, and I'm willing to do it in front of y'all, so y'all know. Cause my daddy wasn't no half stepping when it came to me. 
that nigga did is he handled his business behind me. So it's just you know, we got the stereotype that black men don't take care of their kids. Just the impact of just my daddy was there, you feel me? What what somebody else said. My daddy was there. I know that. I done seen him go to war for me. Not with just no stranger, but with my mama, uh, with his mama, my with her with their grandmas. You know what I'm saying? I'm willing to. I'm gonna argue about mine. It's whatever. <laughs> it don't matter who it is. My mama. I tell my mama straight up. These my kids. You told me when I was young. When I had my kids, then I then I raise them how I want to. These my kids. Let me raise my kids how I want to. These ain't your kids. You raise your kids. Was it hard with the coronavirus to send them back to stay in school? Or you? Um, one of them homeschool. One of them stayed home, but my youngest bed to go to school. Bed to go to school. And I mean, oh, honestly, there's no way around it. It really ain't. It don't matter if you send them home or not. Think about it. I got one child that stay home. I got mm-hmm. another child that go to school. So when my child that go to school come around my Oldest child, it's like, what's the difference? If she done contracted, she could get her. Mm-hmm. So if 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 you ain't finna let nobody be around them, then you feel me? It's basically like they still gonna come in contact with people that's out in the open with many people. So it ain't no difference, really, bro. Like you can't, you ain't gonna tell your niece like, oh, you can't come, you over. can't come over here because <laughs> you go to regular school. You know what I'm saying? So it's like she could go to regular school. And she can stay home. But when she come play with her, it's like, shit, she been around all these kids. So what's the difference? Or shit, I done been around a lot of people. What you going to tell me? I can't get my kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's a, it is what it is situation, bro. <laughs> I give them vitamins. I feed them right. Um, immune sit Like, try to, you know, that type of stuff. Keep them right. Whatever going to happen is going to happen. You can't. I can't hide from it. I don't think I can hide from it. Got you. I seen on Twitter you talking about, well, before you even came up with that, people been telling you to start one uh, podcast. Yeah, man. Podcast. Yeah, it's an emotion, man. I'm going to call it Kicking It With Kev. Um, what, what we're expecting on the show? What What, what's, what is the bot? What is the show like about? What, what we're expecting? I'm actually, I actually want to bring a lot of a lot of unknown faces to the scene, mm-hmm. you know, as far as, because cause Tampa is a city with a lot of artists, yeah. a lot of people with clothing lines that's underground, you feel me, from different places. And instead of competing with each other, I can, I know I got a name in the city. And I ain't just go to one college. I wasn't in just one state. Like, I travel a lot, so I got a lot of people out of town. So I can bring exposure to an unknown person from a lot of different point of views, from Cali to Arkansas, Louisiana, Georgia, like New York. I got a lot of partners, Baltimore, so that fuck with me from uh, the social media um, Mm -hmm. platforms. So I know if I can interview a young kid on the uprise with his rap and bring him on my show, and then play his music on there. Now I got people going to screen this shit that's in California, that's in Baltimore, that's in, yeah, you feel me? So that's my whole thing, and you know, with me having, me being in grad school, like I was telling you earlier, I gotta either, in order to graduate from grad school, I gotta come up with a 
either a podcast, a short documentary, or create a a website and stuff like that. I was gonna shoot the short documentary, but I don't know what I shoot it on, so I'm gonna rock with the podcast. Podcast, where's that, man? Podcast, where's that? So, uh, I'm I'm I don't even want to. I hope I pray I don't say this wrong. Oshun, 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 Oshun. It's it's always a religion is always a touchy subject. You know, people yeah. like they, I don't want to disrespect. So I'm not gonna ask you what it is, but what are the the biggest misconceptions on Oshun? Ain't gonna lie, bro. Like with me, I ain't the type of person that's that get butt hurt behind situations because mm-hmm. they always say religion and politics something that just always start arguments but i don't feel like that's that's true i feel like that's only true when it come to two closed-minded individuals when you got two open-minded people no matter what you say or how you feel it it ain't gonna affect me because mm-hmm. i understand like you got a different different perspective than me you know what i'm saying i don't met people when you meet somebody you don't ask them what you believe in mm-hmm. you ain't ask them who you voted for you just fuck with them because you fuck with them so depending on their religion uh they 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 political views that's gonna make you look at them different. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't because you just know that's a good person. Yeah. Know what I'm saying? I don't met people that believe in the devil, bro. Good people though, and they got their reasons. They got their reasons. No matter what spirituality you ask about or religion, people have their reasons, and it makes sense. So you know, I um our spirituality um. It's a, it's called Santeria. Santeria. It's originally a West African spirituality. It's not even a religion. It's a spirituality. Um, so Oshun is one of the guardian angels, which is my mother, my guardian angel, my mother. Um, a lot of people think we negative, bro. A lot of people think it's demonized. So, you know, like I tell people, though, You'll say I'm a good person. A lot of people will say I'm a good person. So if I'm a good person and I'm believing in something that you say demonized, I ain't out here doing nothing bad, so evidently it ain't nothing bad. It's just spiritual stuff. You feel me? We believe in the earth. We believe in nature. Everything on this earth is here in some way to help a man, a mankind evolve. Yeah, from yeah, any yeah. animal, any animal, from the smallest animal to the biggest animal, got a got a job on this earth to help a human being. You know what I'm saying? From an ant to a bee, it to the biggest animal, everything has this has a reason of being here. So you know we believe in nature. Um, a lot of people think it's demonized though, bro, but it ain't. You feel me? Man, people always had opinions. It's an ancestry spirituality, and everybody got their reasons for having opinions. You know what I'm saying? Because if you don't know, you know you don't know. But don't tell me something. The thing is, somebody can tell you something wrong about what you believe in, but then when you try to tell them about something they believe in, they can't take they don't it. Hear it. You feel me? And I think that's where a lot of people have running tools, but. I'm the type of person that you can tell me something. You can tell me I believe in the devil. You can tell me all that, and I'll smile in your face and tell you, all right. 
<laughs> long as I know that's all that matters, you feel me? That's that's all that matters to me. So I wear my bracelet every day. I don't even wear my leggings no more. Um, because a lot of people it it draw a lot of attention. A lot of so I don't even wear them. I just wear my my day, and people don't even pay attention to it. And I rock out with these Oshun colors. So okay. that's Oshun uh, day. Gotcha. Uh, where did you find the love for cigars? I just got into cigars probably like last year. I go to uh, David off. Yeah. yeah. Get a little drink, feel sophisticated. I mean, uh, what, what do you find a love for cigars? Now? I just smoked like two cigars, three cigars earlier. Um, I just, I think cigars is for a thinking person, somebody that like to think. Um, and that's why it's, it was a stereotype of that's an old person thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of young people ain't in tune with themselves, and they don't want to think. You know what I'm saying? But when you find a young person that's willing to smoke cigars and sit by themselves and smoke a cigar, that let you know that's a thinking person. Whether it's good or bad, that letting you know that's a thinking person. Because a cigar, a blunt will be gone in what, 10, 15 minutes? Cigar going two two hours, two, three, two and a half hours, one cigar. So you ain't going to sit here two hours and not think about nothing. Hmm. So your mind going to wonder, you feel me? And I just found that love probably years ago with my uncle. I got an uncle in, that played in the NFL, and uh, he gave me one. And it just went from there. But they also, in my spirituality, cigars got a lot to do with, you know, with our spirituality. So They come from the ground, come from earth. So it's like I wasn't a stranger to them, and I just started smoking them, and I felt, and I found peace in smoking cigars. And I feel like, you know, David off a cool place. My girl just asked me about it, but I feel like it be too many people in one place and noisy for me yeah. to concentrate on what I'm, you know what I'm saying, trying to get on I my see, mind. You see being the evil spot. I, I stay. I go to the same spot from day one. That's the first place I smoked a cigar at. Stay it up. I was in college and um, they had me on the, I had them on the payroll and they were sending me bundles. They were sending me bundles to college to my address. What's your favorite cigar? I like smoking hand rolls, no brands, Maduro's, Connecticut's, like, you know, but if I did have to pick a a brand cigar, a Romeo and Juliet, or a a Java, a Java. I had a Java. Yeah. Uh, Because I respect your opinion. I've been having this debate with, like, my sister, because I respect her opinion, too. I don't know if you've seen... uh, with the injustice going on, I seen a lot of people saying like black people need to be paid a reparations. <laughs> and OG Bobby Johnson came out with I think he said fourteen trillion the mm-hmm. government need to pay us. Before I speak on how you feel about the government giving black people fourteen trillion dollars. They just gonna buy a lot of guns. They gonna fuck it up. I mean, what? Honestly, it's like we just gonna become more dangerous. It's gonna be how I feel we is. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's gonna, but it's the bad thing about it is it's gonna cause harm to our own kind. 
I think. Giving us that just gonna make us powerful between one another. Oh yeah, them niggas got money, but nigga, we got money too. So it ain't gonna solve like the stuff that we go through. You know what I'm saying? It's it ain't gonna solve none. Just getting us a paper ain't gonna solve none. So I don't the way I feel about all that honestly is, you know, a lot of people ain't gonna agree with it. But I feel like shit, me personally, I ain't living my life saying that a bitch owe me. Bitch don't owe me nothing. Like that that been happened. The most when you live thinking somebody owe you something, you walking around angry because you feel like a bitch got me fucked up. In order for us to get, you know, ahead, I feel like what your what what your people would tell you if a bitch owe you on the street, man, chalk that shit up. Take that shit on the chin. Keep moving. Like you got motherfuckers out here really depending on you. And you sitting here telling me, oh, somebody owed me. Something that happened when <laughs> I wasn't here, honestly. Yeah. People done came and died and came again. If it ain't happened, I just take it as shit. If it do happen, it happened. If it don't, it don't. I can't huh. live my life worried about a bitch owing me when I got kids that Still need right now. You feel me? Talk that way. shit up. Take that shit on the chin and, 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 and keep moving. That's the only way you're going to be able to go up. Take that shit on the chin and keep moving. It's a feel the same way, bro. That's how I felt about it. People saying I was crazy. I'm like, you can't you can't depend on that. Don't even wait on that. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the show. I am a episode on four questions. Mm-hmm. What's the best advice you ever received? Either you not what you do, or I like that one. What condoms? That's a nice one too. We ain't got that one yet. It's simple, but it's simple. It sounds simple, but. Daddy told me, boy, don't ever take that bitch off. And I figured out why you told me that, boy. So I had to put that bitch back on. Boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's so hard to put that bitch back on. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Sheesh. What's, what's the worst device you didn't got receive? All white people racist. I don't fuck with white people. I got that from, you know, we from hoods. We from a hood. Mm-hmm. Most people that we run into, our family members, uncles, brothers, daddies, been to prison. When they when when niggas go to jail, what's the first thing you hear about white people? They don't like white yeah. people. So if that's all you heard your whole life, oh, they ain't to be trusted. That's what you think. Now you thinking all white people fucked up. I was fortunate enough to go to Plant High School out of Jefferson, and I went over there with that mentality. I ain't trusting none of them. But infiltrated. Yeah. It, it really it really switched <laughs> because it's people that really was in my corner. You know what I'm saying? I got it's a couple white people. To this day. Corner, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't sit here and say all white people racist and say all black people not racist. You can't say that. Because a lot of black people move with hate too. 
because they feel like a bit old or something. What's, what's the biggest challenge you done faced in life? Not going to jail. Staying free. Don't got no felonies. As an adult. As an adult. I have no felonies. I ain't really got, I ain't got no misdemeanors. I went to jail when I was 18. As soon as I turned 18, I missed court. That's the only thing on my record. As a juvenile, it's different. But I was always going to get in a little trouble. But that's probably my, my, that's probably my most challenging thing, being able to stay out of trouble. That's what's up. What's the biggest lesson you done learned? Cherish your people while you got them. Cherish people while you got them. Um, my whole life, probably, I ain't, I never went through deaths. I ain't really had no family members dying, none of that. I turned like. 27 no I turned like 24 my great grandma had like 11 kids I turned like 24 in a year and in that year seven of them died Damn. including my grandma so it went from dealing with you know hearing people saying how their family members died and I'd be like damn I don't know because my people still here to Damn, all my people dying. I lost a partner today, um, partner Burr Loose. So, rest in peace, Burr. But, yeah, cherish your people while you got them. That's hard. Got to. Got to cherish them while they here. Uh, love, man. I appreciate you pulling up on me. Most definitely, man. I appreciate, appreciate you having you. me, man. I've been a, uh, it's going to sound crazy, but I've been a, I'm a fan of, Men that stand on all ten toes, like, cause it's not many out here. So yeah, I was like, when I was telling people, I'm like, y'all finna chop it up with Caleb on the on the podcast. They're like, for what? I'm like, you don't get it. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you don't get it. I'm finna chop it up. Man. Appreciate it. I'm gonna tell you, dog. I, I ran into a, a a jit just ran up on me, and was like, hey, bro, I know you don't know me. You feel me? But I just wanna let you know I look up to you. Mm. And like I tell any man, bro. For you to tell another man that you fuck with him or you admire something from them, <clears throat> bro, to me, that mean a lot. Because that mean, I know we got pride as men. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That's like when you tell some people that deep down, they probably fuck with me. Like, damn, I fuck with bro. But they might be like, damn, bro might be cocky, so I don't want to step to bro. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to step to bro and bro be on some, some, some sideways shit. So, bro, any nigga that step to me, like, hey, bro, I fuck with you. I need some advice with this. I'm going to do it, bro. I'm going to help him. You know what I'm saying? Because that ain't me. But a lot of people get, a lot of people feel like they know me, but they don't. You know what I'm saying? They just hear stories, but mm-hmm. I ain't no stuck-up-ass nigga. So if a nigga stuck to me, like like when you fired at me, I fired right by it. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, bro. Like, what's up? When? You know what I'm saying? They want no questions asked. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? When you ask any topics, I don't know. Maybe we can run it by whatever. <laughs> Know what I'm saying? Cause a lot of people got that misconception, but men have a lot of pride issues to that they can't they can't they won't pat another man on the back like, hey bro, you you that nigga. You feel me? Men don't do that. It's pride issues. That's why I wanted a daughter. <laughs> men hard. got pride issues. That's hard. 
City Speech Podcast. Okay, love. Appreciate it, my guy. Appreciate you having me, partner.